I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Just like that, the final hour is here on this Friday edition. Hunter Withrow. Outkick's hot mic across the Outkick network. Have a great long weekend, everyone. Chad's giving the Scorsese standing ovation to the weekend. Hey, we should do that as an experiment and see if we can do a standing ovation for an hour to end one of the shows. What's the Guinness World Record for longest standing ovation? Davey, let's get get in on that. It's happened at Cannes, I know that. Let's break a Guinness World Record. They they time these at Cannes at the film festival. I think we should make Matt receive the standing ovation for an hour (laughs) and see if he can hold up the whole time. Because that's the awkward part is receiving the ovation for that long. Yeah, what do you do in the seven minutes? I would just start talking to people. I'd start <laughs> delivering a speech. And but if, you don't, if they don't stop clapping, what do you do after you're trying to calm them if down? If I'm Johnny Depp at Cannes, or I'm the cast of Killers of the Flower Moon, I, I, I would stand up and like try to get their attention and start talking to make them stop. Like Marty Scorsese should have said... Thank you, thank you, France. Thank you, thank you. Great cast, terrific script. But if you just keep, keep clapping through that, like... And then just hope that... It, what if, what if you get the, an ovation for that, It's though? the only play. That's the one play you can make to stop it, is just stop, start talking and hope they, they quit. It's crazy. Um, Chad, have the Arizona Cardinals already quit for 2023? Yes, of course they have. DeAndre Hopkins released today. Uh, by the team. They could not find a trade partner. Now, think about this. He's, he's getting a ton of money over the next two years. Uh, they could not find a trade partner during the draft when it would have been beneficial for them. Even a sixth or seventh round pick uh, is, is what I'm reading into this. And even now, no team is going to trade for him because they knew Arizona was going to release him. Um, he wants to, he's openly said he wants to play for an organization that has a great leadership structure from the top down. And he's named teams that also correspond with that and quarterback play. Specifically, the ones that I think of are Kansas City and Baltimore, two of the five that he's mentioned. Uh, But the other ones are the Bills, the Chargers, and the Eagles, uh, specific to DeAndre Hopkins. The Chiefs had already received permission to talk with Hopkins and his agent prior to the NFL draft. I think Kansas City is very much in play, and now it comes down to how they structure his salary, his incoming money, versus what they have. Right now, of the 32, if we're doing a power ranking for salary cap space, the Chiefs have the least amount of money to spend, a little over a million dollars currently. So they've got to make some room. But I, I look at the Chiefs' depth chart, and I think it's a common-sense play for them to pair him with Kelsey and Mahomes. Meanwhile... By the way, you threw out a nice, uh, a nice X factor, too, with that, with the Lions. Oh, the, oh Detroit. Hopkins, yeah. Thanks for mentioning that. I think Detroit makes a lot of sense. Um, simply because Jamison Williams is suspended for the first six weeks of the season. We saw him briefly in his rookie year last year, coming back from the ACL that he suffered in the championship game. And he ends up coming back and, and 
playing okay down the December stretch for, for Detroit. Chad, I think it makes a ton of sense. And if you look at, I, I realize like it's, oh, Detroit. But the perception of their leadership with Dan Campbell, what we've seen above them with, uh, from, from ownership and general manager on down, I, I think that's a great spot. Plus, the NFC makes more sense than the AFC if I'm a wide receiver joining a group because you're going to win and you're going to be in the postseason. And the Lions should be based on what they're doing currently. Philly seems – I mentioned earlier that it seems unfair to go to the Chiefs given Patrick Philly's Mahomes mentioned, yeah. and winning the Super Bowl. But A lot of these guys love Jalen Hurts, man. Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, DeAndre Hopkins. How's that fair <laughs> for a three-pack of wide receivers? <laughs> to go with Dallas Goddard, who's really good at tight end, a great pass-catching yeah. tight end. Yeah. Wow. Oh. That, that would be something. Uh, plus what they've done at running back. This offseason. Yeah. Uh, speaking of former Lions. But, Chad, Arizona, 32nd, dead last in Armando Salguero's uh, NFL power rankings, which posted today at outkick.com. Here's his description. They have a rookie head coach. They have a quarterback in Kyler Murray who may miss the, the start of the season because of a knee injury. I think the expectation is he will miss the start of the season. Hopkins is, was on the trade block. Now he's been released. And they were not getting great pressure on defense. In fact, in, in terms of third down defense and explosion plays, they were dead last. I mean, they were awful at this. It sounds like Arizona is headed towards the number one pick next year. They may also have the number two pick next year because they traded with Houston in exchange for Will Anderson at pick number two this past April. They hold Houston's pick as well. Houston is very close to the bottom for Armando, but in between Arizona and Houston are the Indianapolis Colts. They can muster a pass rush if everyone's healthy. Their cornerback play is in question. They promise a solid run game with a solid offensive line. They have a star running back in Jonathan Taylor, but the passing game is in question. And he mentions the rookie quarterback in Anthony Richardson. And the Colts are on... I bring, him, I bring up Richardson and the Colts and where they're ranked here because the Colts are also admitting it's going to be uglier before it's pretty. They know they're going to take their lumps early. I agree with Armando putting the Colts low, very low, on any power ranking you can come up with. But between that and the, the rest of the pack, I think it's a, your usual suspects. Rams, Panthers, Bears, Texans, Colts, Cardinals. That's the bottom. Yep. Any disagreement with the bottom? No, no, I, I don't have any. Can I talk? Because I know we're going to go to the, the bottom sure. and the top. I want to talk just briefly about his middle. Okay. In this, okay, before we get to that. But I, because, think, the, I think the middle is basically the same team cloned. Yes. In many ways. There's, there's really three spots that interest me. Dead smack in the middle. 16, he's got the Cleveland Browns. And the description of the Browns, I, I think, sums it up well but also what this team could possibly be. Armando writes, they have a talented roster with big-time playmakers as well as outstanding players in the trenches. This should be a Super Bowl contender. But I don't know who Deshaun Watson is anymore. Once upon a time, he was blossoming star with a pristine off-field reputation. He's been neither of those for two years. So what next? That sums things up perfectly. Deshaun Watson... 
I've mentioned before, he's the forgotten man in the AFC quarterback carousel of guys who are studs. So, where he was thought to be a top five quarterback in the league. He's not that anymore. And if he can get that form back, what could this Browns team be? So here's why I mean by cloned. What's next? Right above Cleveland at 18 or 19, Chad, is Minnesota. Kirk Cousins. Minnesota 18. 18. Uh, so Minnesota. Kirk Cousins, they, they, they're the, the team that wins the division. They're coming off a great regular season. What's next? New England screwed it up with Mac Jones last year by bringing in a non-offensive play caller, non-offensive coach, to then coach their second-year quarterback. Now they bring in Bill O'Brien. What's next for Mac Jones? Uh, moving on down, the New Orleans Saints bring in Derek Carr. What's next in the new regime and the new leadership of the New Orleans Saints offense? Pittsburgh Steelers and Kenny Pickett, right smack dab in the middle for Amondo. What's next for Kenny Pickett after what was a very up-and-down season with him at quarterback? We can keep going oh, here. Yeah, the, Geno the, Smith. Seattle can replicate that. who has been awful for the vast majority of his career, was absolutely fantastic last year. What's the sequel? What's next? Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence is... What's next? Spotty. He's shown signs of greatness, but he hasn't been great through two years as a starter. But you like the promise that he's shown. Uh, it's a good example. The Dolphins at 12, great roster. Can Tua not be concussed and finish Three out the season? Three concussions, two that were, were official. What's next? <laughs> like, again, yeah. that's the league, though. Well, I, and I wanted to highlight specifically, uh, I think the Browns in the middle are the most interesting team to me because I, I agree with Armando. They have Super Bowl potential, and this is an enormous if. This is an if the size of Lake Erie. If Deshaun Watson can be Deshaun Watson of three years ago when he was with the Texans and he was a top five quarterback in the league, if they can, if he can do that, this is a team that could, that could win the AFC. Their roster is pretty good. Not pretty good, really good, but it's all on Deshaun Watson and his improvement. And, and the, the unknown is also the fact that we saw him for what, six or seven games last year? Was it 11 or 12 week suspension? 12, I And believe. he was bad. Uh, 11 and then a yeah. bye week and was, he in, was in the middle of that. Um, yeah. Uh, not good. Also, Chubb was bad last year. They couldn't run the football. And that's what they were known for the year prior. So if they get back to that, and they, uh, they've they added pieces, by the way, over this offseason, through trade on defense and through free agency and, and the draft on offense, um, I'm not counting out the Browns. Because I saw Watson in 2020, 2019-2020, when on a four-win Texans team, he was by far NFL All-Pro. And that was all they had. That was all they had because they traded away DeAndre Hopkins. At the very top, I don't think it's any surprise, the Kansas City Chiefs are number one for Armando. I agree with them here. Until you knock off the king, they're king. But right behind them, Philadelphia and San Francisco. Philadelphia and San Francisco in the NFC, compared to the, the, pack, the group pack in the AFC, it really is Philadelphia, San Francisco, and the rest of the NFC for me. So I would put them top five automatically. He has the Baltimore Ravens, number four. This is in like neon Vegas lettering right here. Because of who they're ahead of. Yes. Uh, th this is a neon sign flashing for me going, this is a buy-in on Lamar Jackson and the fact that they're doing more than what they've already done. And he mentions another house of cards, but an imposing one. 
And it comes down to whether or not you believe Lamar Jackson is staying healthy or not. Well, and not just Lamar Jackson. He, he goes on. This is one of our uh, always kind but, of comical with, caveats to everything we say. You know, if they stay healthy. But with, you have to say that about every team in an offseason when you get ready Beckham for the season. Jr., like, it, without Lamar Jackson, we know their record. Armando writes, the quarterback comes with durability issues. The big free agent receiver addition, Odell Beckham Jr., comes with durability issues. If the Ravens avoid, and, and also goes on to talk about Rashad Bateman, comes with durability yes. issues at receiver. If the Ravens avoid injuries, they will be outstanding. I agree with them, but that's another, this is kind of like my deal with Deshaun Watson. That's a huge if with those guys staying not completely healthy for the season because I feel like that's, that's becoming nearly impossible. It's probably impossible, not nearly it's impossible to stay completely healthy for an NFL team with starters throughout the whole season. Chances are you're going to use your backup quarterback at some point. Yeah, you know, get through 14 of the 17 with these guys, right? With the, with the collection of your best players. That seems to me to be the goal. If the Ravens can do that, they're going to be great. The big controversy with this would be having the Bengals behind the Ravens because the Bengals just bring back everybody. Joe Burrow. Run it back. Jamar Chase. Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, they are going to put up points. I, I realize his take is, can the Bengals' defense figure out some things to lower the scoreboard on the visitor end of this? But, Chad, I've seen enough. In clutch time, there are only a handful of quarterbacks who get it done. And Joe Cool gets it done. Joey Burrow, sign me up. I would not have... Joe Burrow behind Lamar Jackson right now in a power ranking. And I would not have the Ravens ahead of the Bengals uh, based on the nucleus of the team and the results I've seen. And it's not, to me, it's not just Burrow. It's Burrow, Chase, Higgins yep. versus Jackson, Bateman, Odell Beckham Jr. Now, if they land DeAndre Hopkins. I think Baltimore's in play for that. They've got salary cap space to do it. If they land DeAndre Hopkins, I'm probably leaning Baltimore. That's what, would, that's what would switch it for me. I disagree with Armando right now. I'm putting Cincinnati ahead of Baltimore. But if they are the winners in whatever sweepstakes happens for DeAndre Hopkins, I'm leaning Baltimore in that division. Any other teams that stand out to you in the top ten? Top ten, there was one, and I'm scrolling to see it. Oh, the Giants at six. Huge jump up. The Giants at six ahead of the Bills. If you're just looking at the, the neon lights, as you described it, of Baltimore ahead of Cincinnati. The NFC helps them here. How about the, the, the Empire State with the New York Giants ahead of the Buffalo Bills? NFC helps them here, though. Like, if I'm doing power rankings preseason and I'm thinking about the losses that I'm going to see for certain AFC teams, right, versus because of the division structure versus what the Giants may be facing or – what we may see from Philadelphia or San Francisco. Um, I like New York. I, I don't mind them being a, a right outside the top five. The other one I would point to is all the hype around the Lions coming into the, through the offseason, yes. coming into the season. Um, in the NFC, it's still the Cowboys at eight, Lions at ten, according to Armando. Oh, and we should mention just real quick on the, on the, the Giants, Darren Waller is a factor. They yeah. added him via trade well before anything got going with NFL free agency. Um, the, Lions, the, the Lions are also in play, I think, for, for potentially for Hopkins. But I don't know. So what do you think Hopkins has left? 
versus how we view him. Is I don't think he's Julio Jones, right, where he's on the back end and the team's dumping him because they know he sucks. I think he's going to be really good. Um, when he's playing, the numbers will show you, when he has been in the lineup with Kyler Murray versus when he's not, they are exceptionally better offensively. Now, that was with Kingsbury, but that wasn't enough. The, the consistency was not enough. Which team is going to bring him in and not ask him to be the number one guy, but pay him the way he wants to get paid versus what another team that doesn't have strong leadership or needs him to be the vocal leader, needs him to be the guy in the, in the locker room, what they could offer to Hopkins? Is it really about winning or is it about money? We may find out. Because Kansas City right now has the least amount of salary cap space to work with. If you want to go play for Mahomes, there are concessions to be made on the bottom dollar. Um, what about Dallas for DeAndre Hopkins? Let's see. So they have CD I'm Lamb. Just, uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking NFC teams right now on top of mind of teams where if you go there, you've got an easier route I mean, to get to the end if you're Hopkins. Pairing with Dak Prescott in Dallas I'm, and CeeDee Lamb. I'm, I'm thinking about the, the NFC schedule versus the AFC, and I like it a lot better for Hopkins if he wants to win and succeed. Because you're winning, everybody's happy. Yeah. He was a part of franchises that were losing. Houston and then Arizona. They did not live up to expectation. If you want to win, to me, the best success is going to be in the NFC this year. At the, the top NFC, tier, the if, top if, four If you're five. just looking at... Top four or five teams. Chance for success also. Chance for a Super Bowl. It's also a much better division you're going to be playing in in terms of being able to win with the Lions as opposed to the Cowboys. Yeah. The NFC East is hey, going to be brutal. And we, we should not throw out the Jets. The Jets mentioned Hopkins when they, when they missed out on Odell Beckham Jr., with Rodgers, but the Jets have not been mentioned by Hopkins. Doesn't mean they're not in the running, but the New York Jets made sure that they were mentioned whenever Schefter and Rappaport were doing this back during the draft. And Armando's got the Jets at 11, one spot ahead of the Dolphins, one spot behind the Lions. Coming up, we asked the question about injury reports in the NFL compared to injury reports which don't exist in college football and how that impacts sports betting and gambling, and whether or not we get to a situation where we see a conference, we see Division One, we see all of college sports have to release injury reports. We'll discuss that, plus we've got the strangest, weirdest headlines of the week via Davey Hudson. Fill in the blank style. That's next, right here on Hot Mic. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow rolls on across the Outkick Network. Happy Memorial Day weekend to all of you. Enjoy it. So that the weeks, Chad, 
going into a holiday for me, always slow. Not this week. Not this week. Well, it flew by. Last week was odd. And I feel like everyone in the studio also was experiencing the exact same thing where for whatever reason, it's probably us, we probably sucked, and they were in here like, good gosh, can this show please yeah. hurry up at some point this week? Pretending to care. But last week, yeah, they're like, are these guys going to stop talking to us in the breaks ever? We just want to enjoy our silence alone. Last week felt miserably long. Same. Not going to sugarcoat it. We got to Thursday, and Hutton and I both looked up at one point and said, it feels like Saturday afternoon right now. That's where it feels it like we Tuesday should be morning. in the week. Saturday afternoon or Sunday. We got many admirers here at Six and Peabody. We got to wave them all off. Matt's our security over there, not doing his job, looking down at his phone yeah. instead of them coming in. Um, this week has flown by, so that's good. And we hope that everyone's, for most of you, long weekend. Um, we hope that it does not fly by for you. We hope that this long weekend takes forever. Stretch it. That's Stretch what we want. It out. Yeah, let's, let's let this long weekend be like last week was for us. We will discuss uh, college teams releasing injury reports and whether or not they should coming up. But first, let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Weird. Get weird. Weird. Get weird. And it is fill in the blank style with Davey Hudson today. Davey, what are you bringing us? Hey, guys. So to make it more of a game for us, I'm going to give you part of a headline, and then you got to guess like what actually happens. Okay. So we're, we're filling in the blank. I think this could be fun. Uh, now, I, I've made sure you guys did not know what the three headlines are. You're going to get a little snippet, right. but I'm curious to see where you go with that. And just to get us started. Hold on. D- Davey right now is a man after my own heart because it, we, we had the game yesterday of arrested or graduated Georgia football edition. I'm a big game show guy. I love them. And now he's turned Let's Get Weird into a game for us also. So this is, this is perfect. Right up my alley, Davey. I love it. What, what do you have? I'm glad you like it, Chad. So for the first one, we have Landlord Sets Apartment on Fire While Blank. Landlord Sets Apartment on Fire While Blank. What do you think, Chad? Uh, while trying to George Foreman grill some bacon uh, in his bed, <laughs> a la Michael Scott. I'm going to say Landlord Sets Apartment on Fire while while being caught with his girlfriend and mistress. All right, guys. On meth, while cooking well, meth. I, I think drugs are involved, but for this okay. one, we're just easing into it. You know I like to do with the first one, but while blasting, we didn't start the fire by Billy Joel. So, so that doesn't sound that crazy off the bat, right? Song. But where it gets really weird is he's doing this at 4 a.m. It's a landlord in St. Louis County, Minnesota, which I could go on a tangent about how there's already a St. Louis County in Missouri, and I don't know why we have to always name things after other things. I mean, just Tennessee, for example, we've got Alexandria, uh, Paris. They even built a small Eiffel Tower. Memphis, they thought putting a pyramid out there would be real original. Yep. So we, we just keep that up. I, I just think, hey, maybe having some unique ideas, not just naming it after uh, another place that's already been established. That's the problem for, with having a 300-year-old country yeah. compared to the a lot, world. A lot of things came before us. There was a line in um, uh, the latest succession where someone said, yeah, you know, your democracy is actually younger than Botswana's. <laughs> so congratulations. Anyone in Rome would laugh at you if you mentioned something historical in the States. Oh, yeah. I think if we just decided to do everything, like, without if, – if the precursor was everything has to be brand new. In America, when you got here in the English language, we would have a bunch of cities and states 
with just a bunch of consonants, a string of consonants that made no sound <laughs> or no word together because the English language, while abundant, is also somewhat limited. So that's why we have things named after something else. This is our history lesson for but the day. This right here is Travis Carlson. You'll see a picture of him. He's the 37-year-old landlord. What was weird, though, was he was to get – uh, an accelerant to help get his fire going while he, he was doing this while there were tenants in the other apartment. Uh, he decided to drill holes into his gas tank and then put a carton or like a, a tank under that, to then go inside and use that to spray around everywhere. I, I mean, this was like, like I said, 4 a.m. Cops called on him and he's just blasting. We didn't start the fire while this is going on. Was there a reason Obviously, for the arson? Did he cite a reason or just he decided to? That, Start a fire. That has not been established at okay. this time. I, I don't have a motive exactly for you, Chad. I feel like with this story, it's, yes. it is so weird, Davey, that Methadone. next week yes. when you come up the with the reason for the arson, it's going to even add to it. When we find out the actual yeah. motive for the arson, even that's going to be so strange. Okay, so the film of the was landlord sets apartment on fire while blasting, blasting Billy Joel's We didn't, didn't start, start the fire, fire. which is ama- at 4 a.m., which is an important detail, which means he was out of his mind. Moving right along to the second one, we are going with a Kentucky man. Cause of arson, meth. Yes. <laughs> right in the sorry, in the port. Sorry, gambling addiction. Yes. Kentucky man shoots roommate four. Kentucky shoots roommate I, four, burning his couch. Okay. That's a good one. Uh, four saying. Oh, I, I now see the guy in the background here. Four saying John Calipari is overrated for being a Louisville fan. Yes. It's also fair, but no, it was actually for eating his last hot pocket. <laughs> See, I believe this. So, I believe this in the Commonwealth. Hot pockets can be a scarce commodity when they're <laughs> around mean, the house. Is well, it pepperoni hot pocket? or I, I don't have that much detail, but Louisville police arrested Clifton Williams, any, as you'll see. <laughs> I don't... Like, I've, <laughs> I've been question. in arguments before, but the fact that you would shoot somebody over a hot pocket... I mean, like, it, like are there... I'm trying to think of like a worse food item I could insert for Hot Pocket in this conversation, and I'm really struggling to find one. Uh, he, he woke up from a nap is what it seems like happened, found out his last Hot Pocket was no longer there. <laughs> no longer in his I guess pocket. He didn't, want to decide, he didn't decide, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and drive to a, 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 a Walmart or wherever you ha- may have it and, and pick up another set of Hot Pockets. But as the fight escalated... He ended up just getting his gun, and his roommate did say, "Please don't shoot." It didn't matter. He ended up shooting him in the rear end. So yeah. Oh, so he's he's alive. Forrest yeah, Gump the guy's style. not dead. That's how Forrest Gump got to go home from Vietnam. Got, um, got shot in the rear point. end. Hot pocket, though. I mean, let's be honest. When I see the visual of this guy, it looks like he was really hard up for the hot pocket. Yeah, he looks pretty. Although hungry. he doesn't look hungry. Yeah, no, he looks like he's been well fed. Yeah, I'm curious if. Uh, but not not huge, not a huge man. And you said was it a pepperoni? I don't know that I've ever had a hot pocket that's not the pepperoni pizza. Yeah. It's just a different version of frozen hot pocket. Like, can Much you take like, the freezer? Do you taste the freezer or not? In are, the hot were pocket? there any even other? Remember the pizza bites? Oh sure. Yeah. Were there any other the flavors than the the yeah pizza rolls? Sorry, not pizza bites, but was yeah, there another flavor than cheese and pepperoni? You got sausage. sausage. Yeah. Huh. Weird. Hot pocket, as you heard right there. I just. I mean, I don't know Kentucky's in Kentucky, laws. But. In rural Kentucky, you shoot your roommate for eating the hot pocket. Davey's going for, you know, like uh, eating what's the rare bird, Ortolan in, in the Hamptons. That's where you get shot for doing that, eating some sort of rare bird that's illegal to eat. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking up I, the different flavors. Philly cheesesteak, pepperoni pizza. Hot pocket? Chicken bacon ranch, hot pocket. That one sounds iffy. Meatballs and mozzarella. 
I mean, there's that no, one could be okay. No, bacon, egg, and cheese. It's guys, it's gonna be just Breakfast. blasting and burning your mouth on the outside and still frozen on the inside. I, I don't know how they never were able to perfect that after all these years. And the fact they were able to apparently sell tons and tons of units. I, I will look into seeing if uh, there is a standard ground law in Kentucky and if a stolen hot pocket would classify into that steak nacho i'm pretty sure that if you shot someone for eating your last hot pocket you also don't possess the patience to just let the hot pocket sit for the amount of time you need to in order to enjoy it because the key with the uh, the pizza this roll like or a, the hot pocket is always when those things come out of the microwave you let that puppy sit for a solid three to four minutes you gotta double the time you put it in the microwave for a solid three to four minutes maybe even five and once they yeah. sit at room temperature for four to five minutes, they are delicious. Is this every the 2023 time. version of Buzz eating Kevin's cheese pizza? Except Buzz didn't shoot. Well, or, yeah, or uh, Kevin, Kevin didn't shoot. Yeah, he just he tackled him. Yeah. This is the Kentucky version of whatever went down in Chicago. Yeah, no felonies were committed in I like, 1990. Steak and cheddar. The Kentucky version. We just have a Kentucky version of everything. Where would steak and cheddar be on your list, yeah? Steak and cheddar. I don't eat cheese, so this doesn't really apply to me. I'm going to have to sit this one out. Isn't there a there's a subway that's a steak and cheese the steak and cheese sub, but it's kind of like their take on a Philly cheese. Yeah, I just don't think of steak and cheddar together. The the, the worst the beef is and the, cheddar the from Arby's is ranch delicious. Awful. Right, beef and cheddar good. Very steak good. and cheddar, I hear that and I think what? Never thought about cheddar. With Final steak. one is buffalo style chicken. Yeah, again, risky. Just give me the pepperoni pizza. Just give me the pepperoni pizza. There was one other. Oh, the meatball and mozzarella, maybe. The rest of them, not so much. I don't want spaghetti hot pocket, though. No. All right, uh, final, number three. Final one, guys. So this one, by far my favorite. Florida man blank while taking a leak. Um, Killed. Florida man. Yeah, the first thought was death. Killed. Florida man. Um, killed an alligator. Cuts while while make, taking a leak. Makes jean shorts. Can I, wow. I'm going to say, yeah. There's, cutting uh, jean shorts. I feel like in Florida, there's usually alligators involved. You know, I, I mean. I, alligators or meth? I, I had one this one to where I didn't think you'd come close. And Chad, you were actually very close. But Florida <laughs> man really? loses arm to gator while taking a leak. Wow. Yeah, I, I mean, I was setting So the this other up. way around, I had him killing the alligator, but in fact, the alligator almost killed him. In all honesty, this guy's lucky to be alive. Yeah. Um, his name is uh, Jordan Rivera. He ended up losing pretty much his entire right arm. He was at a bar, and the line for the restroom was too long, so he decided to go outside, and there's a pond around there, and somehow, I mean, he had to be blackout drunk, but he ended up falling into the water. It was actually attacked by an 11-foot alligator uh, another man former military vet trent rosier if you look at this guy's mustache i mean you can just tell he's, he's winning uh across the board i mean I, I gotta give the guy credit he's a better than better man than i am if Is that hook if, if i were to see an 11 foot <laughs> alligator Hoffman attack there. a stranger <laughs> i'm not i'm not jumping in on that one i mean i'd send t's and p's but yeah i'm not i'm not getting involved <laughs> managed to pull him of course they found the gator and were able they to euthanize it uh, the arm is gone. Uh, I just, I mean, I, I look at this and I'm just thinking, damn. In fact, you're able to survive an 11-foot gator. At least somebody jumped in to help him. If not, it probably Nate Bargassi claims he put an alligator into one of the uh, freshwater bodies uh, here. Bodies of water here. Oh, that's right. He had a pet alligator, right? Yeah. Said he went home with a small one. And what you don't find out is 
alligators aren't something you keep. There very was long. a story around here at one point where someone had pet piranhas. Yes. And they put them in like no, no, no. Percy it, Priest Lake. No, it was it was uh, it was the flood. It was what is the cafe? Rainforest Cafe. Oh, the flood. The river, the Cumberland River, got into the mall in, yes, in Nashville. It got into mall. the mall, and Rainforest Cafe shut down, obviously. But then the piranhas at Rainforest Cafe got out into the bodies of water. <laughs> That's enough to make me not want to. Get in the Cumberland in River any, anytime soon. Uh, best sure. headline, uh, most believable is the last one. Florida man loses arm to Gator while taking a leak. Best headline is the Kentucky man on the hot pocket. I thought he was going to lose something besides happy, his arm. Happy but. that he, uh, yeah. that he, happy that he lived. First, first off, also thankful. How is he, is he thankful? It's only an arm. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd, you know, be more thankful if I'd. An alligator to attack me. Of course. But if an alligator is going to bite off a limb, I'd rather have two legs than two arms. Given the circumstances. I want two legs more than I want two arms. Absolutely. You can can get by (laughs) with the one arm. And any other body part that Davey was alluding to. How quickly do you sober up? If you're attacked by an alligator after falling into a body of water. Immediately. He, he said, like first off, you're really drunk to fall into a body of water, a pond, no. or just walk into it This is out the, back of a bar. This is the fastest sobering up since you had to, uh, you, you arrived home past your curfew in high school. I mean, and your yeah, your parents are awake asking you yeah, questions. Lights are on when you pull in. To tell you how drunk this guy was, he says he <laughs> doesn't even remember the attack at all. He just blacked out. But he clearly... Did enough to get away from the thing, so that's the that's the fight or flight. You got to fight at that point. The adrenaline kicks in, and you are stone cold sober. Yeah. I bet that guy could score a higher ACT score than Hutton at the hospital right after oh, that. He was so sober. Absolutely, that's how sober that guy no, was. I bet after he could score a, a higher one drunk. <laughs> based Possibly. on based on the way I tried for my second by, score. By the looks of that bar, probably not. <laughs> Just the overhead shot of that bar I saw. I doubt he could score higher than you, David. Your favorite headline of the three. Oh, it's definitely the Gator one. I, I just look at this, and you take everything into account how he was able to fight it off. I, I wish I could show you the news clip of him doing a, a post-interview, but or an interview after the attack. He's just like one of those people that seem to be genuinely happy with life, and the fact he's still alive. Of course. It goes, goes without saying. And Is he still living in Florida? Yeah, I believe he's going to be hanging out there for a while. I wouldn't be. I'd move out. I, I want to be landlocked if I'm, if I'm him. After, to, something, after this. Something that we had the, the Buffalo story earlier this week. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, the guy on the Buffalo. Well, the, the, the person getting flipped by the Buffalo, also okay. But people that walk up to alligators on golf courses and film them, I see this, I feel like, two or three times a week. And I'm, even then I'm thinking, why are I, you getting this close to the alligator? I think, the, I think, they, I think those gators are more well-fed. Hear me out. They're but, not as they're not as angry and pissed off at the world for you know this this threat walking up to them. They're fat and happy because I think you know the extra ham sandwich as you drive by after you leave the thirteenth tee and the cart girl comes by, they're throwing it at them like you throw it at a at a duck in the water. But if I see an alligator on a golf course in, in oh, yeah, Florida I'm not or wherever, them. well, I'm I'm leaving the hole. Like if there's just one camped out in the fairway. All right, well, I guess I'm going to go around this way and go to the next hole now. I'm not going to walk past it on the off chance that the thing is hungry. And who are these people that just walk about? That, that alligator looks well-fed. I'm going to go up there and mess with it. 
this thing's going to be fun. Let's get hey, hey, let's get our phones out and let's video this thing as it walks up right next to us. Even Crocodile Hunter died doing what he loved. It was stingray induced, but you know he was in the water with them. If you were around uh, like a Crocodile Hunter or Crocodile Dundee type character mm-hmm. at all times in the wild, I'll go with the real guy who died versus. W- w- would you Paul be Hogan. Uh, Paul Hogan, the terrific actor, also dead? I think I don't think so. Davy, research that. I for do us. not think so. I'm going to say alive. Would you be extremely old? Would you but alive. feel safer, or would you be more scared knowing that person's going to do crazy stuff around you that could lead to you being harmed? Still alive, 83 years old. 83. Paul Hogan, alive. My apologies to the Hogan family. <laughs> to Linda. Well. You still married to Linda? I'll issue a formal apology. No, nope, they got divorced in 2014. I'll uh, issue a formal apology on my Instagram story. Uh, yes. Coming up later tonight. Chad, um, does college football, let's just stick to football, do they need to release a weekly injury report? And the NFL style, which would be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for a Sunday kickoff, you get an injury report leading up to the game. So in the college, on the college week, it would be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, kickoff on Saturday. Should they do that based on betting and gambling and all the sports apps and everything else involved to be on the up and up? Yes. The answer is yes. I don't think it matters. Because the, the, the controversy is with the coaches and the players. And if you really want to fool everyone... You know, if you have a questionable versus probable versus doubtful, you're going to know if the guy's playing or if he made the trip. Like, if there are 100 guys on the roster and 70 travel, you're going to know who traveled and who didn't, and you don't have to rule guys out until you arrive in the city. The bet could be placed. I don't, I don't think it matters all that much. I really don't. It may not, but sometimes perception is reality. And now that everyone yeah. knows that everyone gambles on their own phone, Yep. I just think it makes it more of an up and up. It it has the appearance of more credi- uh, appearance of credibility if teams are announcing injuries early in the week, later in the week, and you're getting updates. And it does keep it more fair for everyone to know, and not just if you have an inside source or not with the team or with a coach. So I like it for that reason. It's my it's my issue with college baseball because there's so many games and so many teams. And when you're betting on a sport like college baseball, there's just so many variables. It's why they cap it. And you can't put too much money down on one game, right? That's understandable. That's right. But college football is a big-time sport in America. It needs to be treated, at least from this respect, the same way as the NFL does, with that level of integrity, with knowing. And I'm not talking about just competitive integrity, team to team, playing each other. I'm talking about public integrity. Yeah with gambling on the games and feeling like you're getting a straight-up game and knowing what the deal is with injuries. Coming up, whenever we return on Tuesday, is it going to be the Heat or the Celtics in the NBA Finals against the Nuggets? We'll weigh in next on Hot Mike. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.
Let's get to the weekend, shall we? Let's do it. Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow rolls on across the Outkick Network. We hope that over the weekend you'll check out the Outkick channel on YouTube. Subscribe while you're there. All of the shows available on demand. Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day honors United States military service uh, men and women who have bravely served our country but did not return home. And we have an example of... A, a brave soldier who served his country and then never returned to his team in Afghanistan. Chad and I don't know or did not know Nick Moses, Sergeant First Class. Uh, but we know him through two of our great friends in Craig Nance and Aaron Bell. And they gave us this Nick Stone, as we call it, uh, for our studio, what, two years ago now. Yep. And Nick is here, is inscribed on the front of the Nick Stone. And this is just to remind everyone that he's always around, despite the fact that after three tours, beginning his fourth tour, he returned back to Fort Campbell for special training and was killed in his home, shot five times, and never returned back to Afghanistan uh, to serve, uh, to finish out whatever special forces mission he was a part of um, as, a, as a Green Beret. Um, our hearts go out to him and his family uh, during, and his friends, specifically Craig and Aaron, during Memorial Day weekend. And that's why we want to honor him every chance we get in the background of Hot Mike. He's the, sho- he's the, the soldier over the shoulder of Hot Mike each and every day. Nick is here, and for as long as Craig and Aaron will let us keep this here, it will be in the background of our studio. Craig and Aaron are two great dudes. The best. And when they vouch for someone, it means something. So the, the fact they, they love Nick so much says a lot to me. And this is an important weekend, and we want everyone to go out and have fun this weekend and enjoy the freedoms we have as Americans while also acknowledging and honoring the reason we have those freedoms. And the, that is because... A lot of people fought in wars and have fought not even in wars, but fought in different ways for the United yep. States, fought in the intelligence community, fought in ways we don't even know about. People that have stars on a wall in Langley, Virginia, that we don't even know how they died so we could enjoy these freedoms. We can have cookouts. We can go to theme parks. We can spend time with family and friends, and we can do all these different things. So while I want everyone to have fun just because Nick Moses – and others that can't be here with us would love that and would love for everyone to have fun, knowing that's one of the big reasons they sacrifice for us. Keep in mind the reason for the holiday and understand the true meaning behind Memorial Day and what we should be thinking about at some point over the weekend or on Monday. And I, for one, am extremely thankful for those that gave the ultimate sacrifice. No doubt. Uh, just take a moment to remember our, our lost veterans and their families o- over the weekend while you enjoy a great holiday weekend across our great country. Chad, when we return on Tuesday. Is no it, show on Monday. No we'll, show on we'll Monday. We'll be back. We'll be, we'll be honoring Some Memorial Some of our Day, top interviews. And we'll be back on Tuesday. Colin yep. Warner has, has selected the, the best. Colin Warner's done a great job coming up with the best of show for our radio affiliates on Monday. When we return on Tuesday, Celtics or Heat against the Nuggets in the NBA Finals? Because if there is a Game 7, it will be played Monday night um, based on the fact that Game 6 is tomorrow. Every other day, schedule. No dog in the hunt. Part of me wants to see the Celtics make history and get to the NBA Finals for a second straight year, being the first team in NBA history to ever erase a 3-0 deficit. But 
Heat aren't losing. Heat culture wins out. They're going to go back to Miami. This game, this thing ends in six. I think the Heat win it tomorrow night back in Miami. Heat Nuggets NBA Finals. I'm with you, man. I, I think Jimmy Butler has a night in South Beach. Playoff Jimmy goes off. And here's the thing. When the Celtics don't hit threes at a consistent basis in the first half, they throw in the towel, man. We've seen that. And they've been very up and down throughout this entire playoff run. I just can't buy into the fact that all of a sudden, everything's going to click for them, and they're just going to go on this tear to where they win the NBA Finals. Maybe I'm dead wrong. Maybe Vegas is 100% right. Most of the time, they are. Not even most. Vast majority of the time, Vegas knows. And when the pairings were announced based on results, we have the, with the conference finals. Of the four teams remaining, Boston was by far the lead favorite to win the NBA trophy. I just don't see that same consistency. I think it's the Nuggets year, and I think the Heat have enough to beat Boston one more time. I'm taking Jimmy Butler in Miami in game six. I don't even think there's a game seven. If there is, Boston's winning. It's going to be a fun weekend, Hutton, and uh, we'll be talking about it on Tuesday when we get back. But I, I'm with you. Heat Nuggets finals. That's hey, what we'll be talking about. Get out, enjoy family, enjoy the, uh, the outdoors, the sunshine, and much more. And enjoy the, the sports. Escape from all the BS going on. And be thankful for the country that we live in. Happy Memorial Day. Back at it on Tuesdays. Right here, 3 o'clock Eastern for Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow. <laughs>